podcast that explores the impacts of creative learning um, here in Pittsburgh. My name is Mario Quinn Lyles. I am the executive director of Level Up Studios and the project coordinator for the Creative Learning Transformative Evaluation, a project conducted by the University of Pittsburgh School of Education in partnership uh, with the Heinz Endowments. Um, on today's episode, we have the wonderful folks from the YMCA uh, Lighthouse Project uh, joining us today, where we'll talk to uh, program director, uh, uh, program coordinator, and teaching artists, and two of their um, participants um, and students uh, within the program. So I'm very excited to um, introduce our very first guest, Mr. James Brown, the program director of Lighthouse Project. How are you today, James? Having trouble hearing you. <laughs> you muted. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing well. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us uh, today. Uh, for those who uh, might not know you here in the city and don't know uh, much about what YMCA Lighthouse does, can you just explain uh, what the program is about and what you guys do? Yeah, I mean, you know, the Lighthouse is a teen media arts center based in the Homewood Brushman YMCA, uh, where we do year-round out-of-school time programming, um, really trying to help develop young people to be you know, creative, to be connected to their community, um, and to be ready for you know, life after school. And so we do that by engaging young people, both teenagers and young adults, in uh, a wide range of uh, creative programming from podcasting to studio recording, uh, graphic design, videography, photography, really trying to give young people a voice and also make sure they have sustained access to cutting edge technology so that they can, you know, be uh, masters of the tools that are necessary to get what they want to say out into the world. Sweet. That's very dope, man. Well, I definitely commend you for the work that you guys do. Uh, obviously, I've worked with you all in the past and we've done some really cool things, man. So I see the impact that it's definitely had on a lot of, uh, of young people that, you know, I'm still connected uh, with even today. So definitely commend you guys for the work that you do. Now you do have uh, a few young people on the call uh, with you today. We have uh, Tyree Alley and um, Jory Struthers. Uh, if they can join us. I don't know if Tyree's and he was having, we were having a little technical difficulties with Tyree, but Jory, how are you today, brother? I'm good. How are you? Doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Now, how did you um, get involved with uh, the Lighthouse Project? Well, it's a funny story. Well, during the time I was a senior in high school, a good friend of mine from an old program I used to be part of sent me the information to this DJ program that was happening at the YMCA. I was interested. I applied. I talked on the phone with one of the instructors, uh, David Shoemaker. DJ Shu, he's a good uh, mentor and one of my favorite uh, DJs in Pittsburgh. He introduced me to the program. I thought it was just like a place where we were just going to DJ, but once I walked in, it was like, you thought this was just like some crazy LA recording studio, multi-art program facility. And it was just a place for people like me to just come and just vent out, meet people that love creating music and just become a bigger family that doesn't stop within the different things we do. Dope, dope. Yeah, I mean, it, just from my experience, you know, being in that space, you know, it's definitely a really big family. You know, um, I, I feel like it, it, there's a sense of home there. 
um, you know, um, in, in terms of just like how how everyone gets along and interacts and, you know, everyone's busting jokes and all that good stuff, you know. Uh, in your own words, you know, how, how, how has this program like shaped the way that you personally like think about yourself um, and think about your identity? Self-confidence is the main thing that I think of every time I think about this program because I didn't, I always thought I was okay at music and everything, but being around a support system that believes and sees the work, even though you don't realize the work that you're doing, that work, the realization is the thing that helps you more than anything. Mm. And being, being celebrated and appreciated from it helps you become a better person and a better creative. Right. No, I feel that. And I, de and I definitely, have seen the appreciation. It's like, the, it, there's not a, it's a very safe space. It's not a space where it's like, oh no, you're bad at this thing um, or you're not good. It's like, it's very nurturing and, and you know, they, they meet you where you are. Is there like a specific story that you can think of uh, that might've happened that kind of uh, kind of helped you gain that, that confidence? Uh, on Fridays, there was this time where we would just post, well, we'll just play different projects. And I just got finished with my first with my first official song mm -hmm. called Flex. And the day we I played it in front of everybody, I didn't know how it was going to go. I was just like, okay. And everybody was just like turned the whole time through. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Okay, let's get this popping. I got people behind me. I have what I needed at the point where I'm able to step back and realize that I can go further. And it's because of Lighthouse. Nice. Still, man, uh, very inspiring words. I, I saw we got a comment in. Uh, Tom Akiva said that you have uh, your words are very inspiring. So just wanted to let you know that uh, you are inspiring folks who are watching. So Tyree, welcome uh, to the show, sir. I'm glad that our technical issues are over. Can you talk a little bit about your involvement um, in the Lighthouse Project? Oh, you might be muted. Can you unmute yourself? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Could you repeat the question, please? Yeah, just uh, talk a little bit about how you got involved with uh, Lighthouse Project. Oh, um, oddly enough, I was actually really reluctant to join <laughs> at the very beginning. Uh -huh. But um, yeah, I, I like a friend of mine was trying to get me to do it, and I actually like completely blew him off the first two times. Just like, eh, it, I was never like super social. But then I got into to the program. I'm like. Yo, these people really care about me and they really want me to be the best whatever I was been trying to be at that time because I wasn't always rapping. Oh, sorry. Um, I wasn't always a rapper. I was actually just like, I was just beatboxing. I had been beatboxing since like second grade. Mm -hmm. They just kept pushing me towards it. And then uh, and now I am where I am. And I'd like to say I'm pretty good, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't be as good as I am if they did not push me to be the best. Right. No, I feel that, man. And I, I've heard you rap. Um, you're incredible uh, at your craft and, and what you do. And you said something. You said, you know, you're not you're 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 kind of like a shy person, not really outgoing or whatever. But, you know, any anytime we've interacted, you've always been like the life of the the program. You know, you're always, you know, every every like every you're always making people laugh. And oh, you're the one that always cracks jokes. I remember we would crack jokes at each other all the time um, in terms of like how how this program has made you feel, how do you think it's, it's shaped your idea of your identity and who you are as a person? Um, I've learned it's okay to ask for help. 
Mm. It's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to talk about how you feel. You don't have to face everything by yourself. Because mm. like, okay, I'm very stubborn. I'm extremely <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> I would always try to like, like I can handle everything but by myself, which isn't true. Not in this life. And uh, they just they shook. They showed me that family is more than the people you're born to. Mm. And that has changed me a lot mm. <laughs> and has caused me to grow into the man that I am today. Mm. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, it's amazing. Um, so I, my, my next question, um, just to kind of piggyback off of what Jory and Tyree said uh, for, for James Brown and um, Mr. K, who's the program coordinator um, and teaching artist, Lighthouse, um, you know, and, and, and listening to what uh, these young men have just said, you know, what do you think has been like the most significant part of you guys teaching and working with uh, young people? And either of you can go. Did you guys hear that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I think what's, you know, what we try to do at Lighthouse is really about keeping the doors open and really thinking about long-term engagement so we're mm -hmm. not a program, even though we might have classes that run X number of weeks, um, the overall experience is about, you know, um, joining up at 13 or 14 years old and trying to create a, a you know, a scaffolded sort of rung of, la you know, ladders and, and that sort of thing of experiences up through young adulthood so that people have time to sort of reflect and make these changes. When I think about, you know, Tyree, um, some of the things he's talking about, and he certainly said it better than I can, but some of the things he's talking about in terms of knowing how to ask for help and being vulnerable and sort of building trust with folks um, and sort of, and, and then, um, you know, creating or co-creating that community or sense of family. Those are, that's a long arc for, you know, Tyree and a lot of our other young people, mm -hmm. uh, who've, you know, been maybe let down or failed by different aspects of the system. Um, and that sort of thing. Uh, and so I think the significant changes that we see are not ones that happen overnight. Mm -hmm. They're really the ones that when you see young people co-creating mm -hmm. a sense of family um, and looking out for each other and, you know, beyond, a lot of times it's, it's young people in our program who, because uh, mental health is a big and really important thing. It has been, it's become even more important under the last year of circumstances. And a lot of times it's, it's you know, participants and, and peers who are the first to respond to somebody's crisis mm -hmm. or need of support. And I think that, you know, that's really the significant change when people can move from being the recipient of needing mental health or needing support to being someone who now sees himself as having the skills, the empathy, the confidence to show up for someone else. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I've seen that for myself firsthand, you know, uh, seeing the young people there, you know, working together, supporting each other, having each other's back, um, you know, when something might go wrong, you know, they're, they're the first ones to uh, react to that. And it's, it's beautiful to see, man, there, there really are young leaders, um, you know, leading themselves. You know, you guys, you guys have done a great job in, in helping um, instill that in them. So, yeah, it's definitely dope. So, Mr. K, what, what are your thoughts on that question? You know, what do you feel? Um, in terms of hearing what those young men said, you know, what uh, what's the most significant change um, in your life after teaching uh, at Lighthouse? 
Might, you might be muted. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. <laughs> All right, perfect. Sorry about that. All right, so I would have to say for me, it actually comes back to how I started with Lighthouse. Like, I, like I began as a teaching artist, mm. uh, just purely as a teaching artist, and then I eventually moved into the program, the program coordinator role. Uh, and during that trend, during that transition, actually a little bit before that transition, some students had come to me and asked me to rep to come to to come to school as um on mentor day like basically it was, it was like bring bring a parent or mentor to mm. come to, to come to school uh it was at, at westinghouse and three students asked me to come to to, co to go to the school for them and that moment kind of changed my perspective of what my role was as a teach as not just a teaching artist but as um a um part of the part of the lighthouse program and seeing myself as not just someone who can teach you some teach you a set of skills, but someone that some of that youth looked up to as a mentor. Mm. And so then that made me realize that I need to really double down on being a mentor mm -hmm. and stepping up for the stepping up for the youth who really who need someone to step up for them, needs who need someone to go to bat for them. Like JB mm -hmm. has often said to me, like, hey, we're willing to go to bat for those for those students. And that's something I really do believe in, and I remember that moment, like that, when, when those students asked me to rep to represent them as a mentor, and I hadn't even thought of myself as a mentor up to that point. Mm -hmm. um, that changed my that changed a lot of how I saw myself, and that also changed what I wanted to do in the position I was in. Mm -hmm. I wanted okay. I wanted to be there. If I wanted to be there for the youth. Right. No, I I feel that, and I, and. and and being practitioners, you know, uh, doing the work that we do, uh, you know, being mentors, being teaching artists, I feel like there's a lot of like, I, we talk a lot about like teachable moments. Um, and, you know, I, I've had that so many times where like, you know, I've had the opportunity to, uh, you know, teach a student something that was completely, you know, not related to dance at all, you know, um, but just through conversation and just being there and being present you know, these things happen, you see them like, oh, they got that, you know. Uh, but a lot of times we learn from young people without even knowing that we're learning. What are some things that you guys have learned about yourselves in terms of being uh, teachers and mentors? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I mean, things that I've grown into is, is you know, <laughs> developing a deep sense of patience. Right. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's crazy. I say this all the time and it, when I get asked that, that type of question, but it's like, you know, having spent, you know, 10, 15 years working with youth and sort of developing patience and, and, and those types of building blocks has made me a better father because I've, I've been doing teaching artists and youth development much longer than I've been a dad. So it's crazy yeah. to think that how that those things sort of roll over into your own family. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that to me, you know, and, and accountability, it teaches you accountability. You know what I mean? Like when you're working with a group of young people and you make, you know, whether it's making a promise or being consistent, like they'll let you know. Right, Wait. they don't forget anything. <laughs> and, and you know, and if you, you make a commitment and don't follow through, then that you can see that how, how the damage is done. You gotta remember, you know, folks, you know, we've all been let down, but folks, you know, who've been through the system and grow up in, in distressed communities, like, you have to sort of do double duty to, you know, lift them up and let them know that there are really people that are that have some follow through. So I think those are things that I sort of walk with 
and have learned over the years. Mr. K. Uh, for me, it's a, f a flexibility of understanding. Like, like the kids have showed me that there are so many different personalities, so many different ways of thinking of things that I've had to like sit back and look at look at some of my bias, some of my my previous biases before mm -hmm. I before I came into this position, and really question, really look at that. I'm like, okay, I need to be more flexible as a person, just not even as a teacher, <laughs> but as a person, I need to be a little bit more flexible, listen to people a little bit more and actually, cause, cause that's what I learned as a teacher. Like the problems I had in teaching were usually resulted in me not, me not taking the time to listen to what people were saying. And youth often one way or another say, say something, say what they feel. And if you don't take the time to listen, then it's hard for you to even react and build from that and build onto that. Mm -hmm. That those experiences as a teacher have shown me a lot of just taking the time to listen to people mm -hmm. to be just a better person. Right. And then what I try to do is I try to redirect, like, like I just like I disseminated that from learn from working with the kids, and that's something that I really really try to push to the kids to try to learn to listen, mm -hmm. learn to listen to people, because mm -hmm. if you listen you you will find points. You will find points of connection. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, agreed. Agreed. Beautiful word, guys. You know, definitely agree. Listening is key. You know, um, patience is key, and flexibility is key. You know, so uh, th thank you for um, sharing that. Now, my next question. Now, as you all know, we've had a fantastic year. Um, just a one one really wild roller coaster of a year uh, with the pandemic. You know, it, it definitely uh, stifled a lot of organizations and, and the work that we were able to do. Um, and I, I kind of want to ask the the young people, just, you know, how, how has Lighthouse um, supported you guys um, during this pandemic? How, how, how have they supported your your learning and just you kind of getting through uh, what we know as the new normal? Um, so we started doing a bunch of different courses that we did like over over Zoom. Mm -hmm. You know, so some of them more artistic, some of them just for uh, for uh, for uh, for uh, fun. And I find I found that it's I'm trying to word this correct. It was better for us to interact on Zoom and still pursue everything that we were trying to then pack it up because, like me personally, like I am I, like I am I am a rapper, I, but I don't have any of like the recording software. Mm -hmm. at my home but but like but like working through zoom and also and also the, and also the student was still open to us to, to use it so them still to do at the time a lot of people can't work can't go outside or pursue what makes them happy this is perfect huh? oh i can't do the thing that helps me leave all of the stress that i'm so I just keep it inside for, mm. for however long this has been going on. So it was better for us to be able to do these things, to actively pursue what we love and just take a mm -hmm. Right. Uh, that's that's the best I got. <laughs> no, that's 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 perfect. You know, I, I think I think the big thing is like uh you know um 
the, the fact that you had something to do and it just didn't end and there was nothing like it, it, you guys weren't just left alone with, with nothing to do. The fact that you could do Zoom and all that uh, is super important. I mean, it helps you kind of kind of get through, you know, the, that tough time. And so um, I'm glad you were able, um, you know, to do that. What, what do you think, Jory, um, in your words, you know, how have you been supported during the pandemic? For me, uh, one of the biggest things was the blessing through the uh, program I was part of, the Tough Sound Eng uh, Apprenticeship Program. It continued through during the summer. It started before the pandemic started and after it took some time, but they got through and contacted us with the opportunity for us to get in-home studio gear. And currently I have a microphone and speaker set up for me when I can record inside instead of having to go anywhere else for, for recordings and stay home during this time where contact is really the thing that's been limited. And it was much appreciated. And I still remember the day that one of the teachers, Amos, came past my house and was giving me the equipment. I'm saying, okay, what time do I have to bring this? I mean, what do I have to bring this equipment back? He said, you don't have to bring it back. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a good college student and I could get, get gear worth, worth to your gear in my room. It was, it was, I still couldn't believe it. I still couldn't believe it. That's special, especially because I mean, I trust me, I bought uh, you know, recording equipment. Equipment, it's it's not it's not cheap, you know? and so I think that's amazing that uh, you guys were given equipment like that. I'm getting a little. I apologize. All right, are we still echoing? No, we're not. Yeah, so uh, you know, I, I think that's great that you guys. Um, you know, definitely given equipment. Um, that's a that's a big move, and I think um, you know it's it, it's 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 really it's really awesome. You know, uh, to have that. So, have you guys, um, in terms of like producing stuff, like have you have you produced a lot of work during the time? Have you found any like issues with like your creativity at all? Oh no! If anything, this made my creativity selfish. I'm just in my room <laughs> most of the time. As soon as I come home from work or class, I'm in here making at least try to make two beats a day. And with some of the classes that I'm still taking with Lighthouse, they're just building my prowess in whatever the topic of that class is. If it's creative writing one day to beat making the next, it's all just beneficial because it builds you up. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Tyree? I'm still waiting on a verse from you. <laughs> Send me the instrumental. One. I got uh, you. Two. Honestly, I just so I, I'm a I'm a I'm a viewer with y'all. So like my life recently changed like very like very drastically. Mm -hmm. And um I and through that I found my artistic music again. Like mm. I'm I'm again like I'm just like I like I'm I'm actively writing and it feels so good. Because for the longest time, my muse was just gone. Like, mm -hmm. Eric got into a fight and she just wasn't with me no more. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, but it's, it's, it feels good that I'm finally back to writing as much as I used to. Mm -hmm. And I'm, it was stifled for a minute. 
because paired with the like pandemic, bunch of stuff that was going on in my life, mm-hmm. I just there was no I I didn't even look at my notebooks. I didn't think about writing anything. Like I stopped looking for new music and new artists to listen to, which is like my favorite thing to do. And I just I just stopped. Mm-hmm. There was there was nothing. Back to no. writing the basis, and it, I'm less stressed. I'm, I'm I'm doing so much better, and I just feel wonderful. That's awesome. That's great. I mean, I think for like for me, it's like the that time we got was used for a lot of self-reflection. You know what I mean? I, I think I, personally, I didn't want to like consume anything. I didn't want to like produce anything. I just needed time. I needed that time with family, that time to think about, you know, my future and stuff like that. And and I think when we get, when you're forced to have that time, you know, that, that gives you everything you need to like come back and, and be your best self and be creative. So um, yeah, man, I, and, and you know, life can throw us curveballs, but um, you know, to, to come back and, and, and be, and still be able to be creative and still be able to do the things that you love um, and do it at a higher level than you've done before, I think is really dope, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so uh, I, I'm gonna pass it along to bring back JB and Mr. K. Um, so we just wanna, cause we're running down here on time. Thank you guys uh, for your answers. Um, so my next question, obviously we were talking about the pandemic, the craziness that was going on last year. Um, but you guys do have new programming. You have a lot of cool things going on. So can you just talk a little bit about what Lighthouse has going on right now um, and what learning is looking like for you guys at this time? Make sure you guys aren't muted. <laughs> Hear me now? Yeah, so we, you know, and Jory and Tyree spoke to this, but we've been doing a lot of virtual programming and pretty, pretty quickly responded uh, back way back in April um, with uh, some, some late spring programming. We did some uh, uh, entrepreneurship and web design over the, over the summer, which we'll be doing again this summer, um, and then did a semester of fall programming that included uh, visual arts and uh, songwriting and um, a variety of other virtual programs. And so now we're sort of launching our uh, spring semester and we've got a few things on deck. Um, We'll be doing some beat making. So young people who are interested in really uh, maximizing the potential of their devices to the fullest We'll be focusing on some apps that are easy to download through whatever app store and uh, are pretty legitimate in terms of making beats. Um, we'll also be talking about uh, sample, sample-based sample hip-hop music and how you can um, use your environment um, inside your home and, and also learning about pit, local Pittsburgh music as inspiration for sample-based music production. Um, so that's that's coming up soon. We're doing another round. Jory, Jory spoke to uh, his experience in the Tough Sound Apprenticeship Program. Mm-hmm. That'll be starting up again. We'll do another semester of that. That'll have both a virtual component as well as some opportunity to get in the studio and do some do some lab work. And then uh, if uh, Mr. K is, is with us, I'm going to let him uh, talk about the class he's doing, uh, which is our Pittsburgh Heroes class. All right, Mr. K. Are you there, Kay? Uh-oh. Okay. 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna, gonna start talking, and if he pops in, yeah, he can uh, I'll let him uh, take it away. But uh, you know, Kay is our our uh, lead uh, visual artist and graphic designer, so he's doing a class, a virtual class called Pittsburgh Heroes, um, basically um, looking at the history of social change in Pittsburgh and recognizing various contributors to social change, activists, artists, um, and we're going to be giving them their honor. They're honoring, honoring them with capes and superhero outfits through the art of, of graphic design and sort of learning about them and sort of donning them in their true superhero forms um, through, uh, through both drawing and, and, and digital artwork. Um, so uh, got some other things on tap, but that's sort of the gist of what we're, we're, we're gonna be doing just to keep young people engaged. I think, again, the most important thing is just having that space for young people to show up and do something. It's not about attendance. It's not about the quality of your work. Um, it's not about anything other than letting young people know we've got some opportunities and whether you can come consistently or you just pop in, um, mm -hmm. you need to just connect with some peers. Um, that's really what the virtual response has been is just sort of trying to keep our community intact right, um, right. Through, through this sort of quarantining and stay at home uh, phase that's been going on way too long. Right. Absolutely. I'm over it. So uh, in terms of if there are any like young people watching this that would like to get involved with Lighthouse, um, what is what is uh, some ways that they can uh, reach out to you guys and get involved with the program? I mean, probably the best way is to just um, start following our social media feeds. I see it's scrolling after the hashtags here um, at YMCA Lighthouse. I mean, that's us on Twitter, Instagram. YMCA Lighthouse uh, is our Facebook. Um, and we're posting all of our, you know, programs um, on all of our social media. So that's the way, best way to get connected. Cool, cool. Now I see we got Mr. K back. Mr. K, did you want to hop in and, and talk a little bit about uh, your your program? I uh, actually have no idea what JB said. So, I, so like I don't know where I'm filling in gaps or repeating myself with this. So I'm gonna keep it brief. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so this um we. We're just finishing up our project that we had uh, called Homewood Heroes. We were building, we were building, creating superheroes based off of different er different um, streets and areas in Homewood. Um, now we're we're moving on to expand on that to do a new to do a new chapter where we're we're, we're encouraging you, we're gathering youth to meet and create and do some world building and some drawing to create characters based off different areas in Pittsburgh. So this time we're expanding it from just Homewood. Now we're expanding it to all the areas in Pittsburgh uh to do some basically some world building some a little bit of learning some history a little bit learning learning a little bit of history about about pittsburgh and then creating and then creating characters that represent some of the, some of the pivotal pivotal points or people in the history of pittsburgh so um and then that is that's all that's a completely that's a completely virtual class and it's open to pretty much anyone from all across the city so you you don't have to be anywhere in the city to to be a part of it um and we'll be meeting. We'll be meeting twice a week, uh, Wednesdays and Saturdays. Nice. That's so cool. Like I, I, I literally was like, I wish I was a kid. It could take, <laughs> take that class because that seems so cool. Um, dope. So I, I have one more question, guys. I know uh, you guys have a, a hard out at three forty. Sorry. Were you saying something? Oh, say, was it real, JB? Uh, Yes, we're also doing. We're also doing. Um, uh, well, actually, no, that's it. Never mind. I'm sorry. Okay. okay. Well, um, you know, as we uh, wrap up here, uh, just you know, this is for everyone. If you want to bring the the young folks back in, 
Um, in a few words, what does the future of creative learning look like for you guys, and what do you hope for? I can start. Uh, for me, creative learning looks like more of a representation of personal culture mm. in the sense of, for me, I want to be more versatile, but not versatile in my art, but versatile with what I'm saying. Because mm. I realized that my life has been versatile. I interact with different people. I went to a STEM-based school. I sung at multiple churches. I live in the Hill District and I went to a program in Homewood. Mm. So you can see that my life has been around. So I wanted to make myself and what I do fit around because that's who I am. Mm -hmm. So my creative, the creative learning for me that I want to see in the future is just building up my personal, yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean. I can, I feel you. It's like it's like it not not just you know getting getting things in terms of like how to do the art form better, but like being able to um, grow as a, as a person and as a professional and as a human being. So I definitely feel that. What about you, Tyree? Uh, what are you hoping for? What does the future of creative learning look like for you, sir? Can you hear me? Yep. Okay, because the screen's froze for me. Um. <laughs> Um, me, um, I want to explore different styles for, um, rapping. Cause like, okay. you've heard me rap, you know what I sound, sounds kind of the same all the time. So let's get a little, a little tech nine kind of vibe Where in my life. Um, but, uh, the, the, like the most recent song that I had that I've done is completely different than mm. anything. I've ever done before and i'm like i want to do more of this because this is something different so mm -hmm. i want to explore more of myself as a artist and myself as a person because like i said my life just changed very drastically so i'm doing a lot of things for myself personally and a lot of things for me as a artist so i'm trying to just ex i'm just trying to generally expand my life awesome that's all and that's and that's what you should be doing so that's that's amazing mr k i'll uh end it with you because um, I think JB got dropped out. But yeah, the future of creative learning, what are you hoping for? for? Oh, there's I JB. Hi, JB. <laughs> I guess to me, to me, to me creative learning, um, the future of it at least, or I guess now, is, is a conversation. And, and to me, the future of creative learning should be us getting better at that conversation. That goes back to what I was saying earlier, us getting better at artic uh, like me getting better at articulating what I want to teach and me getting better at listening to what, what the youth want to learn. And because I, I think we've, I think we've, we've getting, we're getting past the point where it's up to us to tell youth what to learn. I think it's time for us to start listening to what they want to learn and then helping and then using the experiences that we have have to help guide them forward. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's like, you're wondering why you know students might not come. It's like they don't want to learn that. <laughs> you know they're interested in other things. The the world is moving very fast, and we have to we have to stay up to speed with that. So 100% agree with that. Um, JB, what are you what are you thinking in terms of the future of creative learning and what you personally hope for? Yeah, I don't know if I could say it better than you know uh, these guys have said it already, but uh, 
I think what I get excited about is when I see these types of experiences being on ramps to young people either finding the thing they want to do or or creating the thing they want to do out of nothing. So when I see, you know, young people who are, you know, taking music technology classes in college or, you know, we got a one of our alumni just we recently won a $10,000 investment award from Point Park University um, for his art and his hip hop music. And, and so when the work that we do can position young people to be eligible and competitive for those types of opportunities um, because of the conversations we have and not because what we're, you know, we're teaching something specific, but, but because we have a space and a place um, to have those kinds of conversations that uh, Mr. K is talking about. Um, that's what gets me excited is, is, is sort of knowing that there's a, a special, a special sauce that sort of prepares young people for nice. the things that they want to do. Nice, nice, definitely, definitely. I think the most important thing is like you know them finding themselves within it, within the what they're learning and find and seeing the future within it. You know, um, I think that that's like my number one goal, and in, in teaching and working with young people is like you know you can do stuff with this. Like I'm doing stuff with this. You know, um, me, me being a dancer and a dance teacher has opened up so many doors for me that I never thought would be open. And so um, that's definitely a 100% a goal in terms of the outcomes, you know, when working with young people. Well, I don't want to uh, keep you guys too long, uh, much longer. I want to say thank you very much uh, for joining uh, me this afternoon um, and giving me your time and your wonderful answers. Um, one more time, um, if anyone would like to learn about uh, the YMCA Lighthouse Project or uh, participate, you can check them out. Um, you said at YMCA Lighthouse. Is that it? That's it. Yeah. Scrolling across there on the bottom. But thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I'm Mario Quinn. This has been the second episode of the Creative Learning Podcast. Peace.